0: christmas in brightwood part four night stalker as soon as cherry's eyes opened in the morning she darted to her window to look for snow but the ground was barren and brown snow had not yet fallen in brightwood and Christmas was just three days away. But we always have snow on Christmas, Cherry said. She held her tail between her paws and stroked the white tip anxiously. Mama said this was a nervous habit, but at the moment, Mama was in the next room, and so no one held Cherry's paw to help her feel better. Cosmo sat up in bed, feeling grouchy and tired. No tree, no snow. "'No celebration,' Cosmo said, and he crossed his arms. "'No Christmas.' "'Come on, you kids, up and at Jasper called as he passed their bedroom on his way to the kitchen. "'I have something to tell you.' The kids exchanged a curious look before scrambling out to the kitchen. Steaming bowls of oatmeal were waiting for them on the table, sprinkled with cinnamon and sugar and a paw full of raisins. Rosie had also baked biscuits, and set out her spiced apple butter to go with them. A teapot with strong black tea, flavored with cinnamon, orange, hibiscus, and clove, sat in the middle of the table, a steady breath of steam coming from the spout. The Lightfoots took their seats, held one another's paws, and bowed their heads to give thanks for the new day, this fragrant morning meal, and the loving paws that had prepared it, And then Jasper wasted no time in making his announcement. We're going to have the Lightfoot family grand celebration this year. I'm going to bring home a tree today. What do you mean you'll bring home a tree? Cosmo asked. I mean we'll do what the humans do this year and bring a tree inside, Jasper chuckled. Mama and I discussed it all last night. We'll make our own Christmas and you kits will see what the Christmas magic is really all about. But... Jasper had precious little time to find a tree. He was overworked delivering the mail already. Everyone in Brightwood was sending cards and letters and packages to everyone else in Brightwood. It seemed like all they could do to reach one another with some hope and cheer. He was glad to deliver the mail, especially when it meant so much to everyone. But it was getting harder and harder in the dense darkness clouding the wood. "'Can we come with you to get it, Papa?' We could go with you after work today, Cosmo asked eagerly, his amber eyes shining with hope. He hadn't left their house in well over a week. Jasper sucked in a sharp breath and glanced at his wife. I don't know, Cosmo. You know what Mayor Tansy told us. It isn't safe out there with this fog. But you're going, Cherry piped up. Cherry was just a small kid, but she never had any intentions of being left behind. Your papa will be safe. He goes out in the fog every day to deliver the mail. He knows just what to do, Rosie explained. We would be safe with him, Cherry insisted. We'd listen real good, right, Cherry? We wouldn't fight or anything, Cosmo promised. Oh, my friends, there aren't words to tell you how much Jasper wished he could take his kits with him into the woods to find the perfect treat. He could imagine their joy, their laughter as they scurried and sniffed and searched. He could just see cherry's ears twitching as she studied her choices he could just hear cosmo declaring in his loudest voice that he had found the best tree in brightwood but jasper knew it wasn't safe for his kits in the fog it was the strangest fog he'd ever seen in his life it made it too easy for a fox to get turned around and confused even in his own corner of the wood the smells weren't clear the light wasn't strong The sounds didn't echo off the trees just right. Just yesterday he would gotten quite lost taking a package to Granny Willow, the oldest fox in Brightwood. It had been a special delivery from the mare herself to her oldest resident and trusted only to Postmaster Jasper Lightfoot, but no one knew just how hard it had been for Jasper to find his way in the woods he'd lived in all his life. He looked at his kits and shook his head slowly no kids i'm sorry but imagine the surprise when i bring it home to you i want you to work hard today making some decorations for our tree i'll pop us some popcorn to string and i have some extra cranberries rosie said brightly we'll make a nice long garland to wrap around our tree i guess we could make a paper chain cosmo said but he couldn't disguise his sadness and a star cherry said firmly we got to have a star of course my sweet cherry we must have a star a nice bright shiny one jasper agreed he scooped her up and held her close her whiskers tickled his ear as she kissed her papa's cheek when i come home tonight i will have our tree and i want you to be ready we'll be ready papa cosmo nodded that very afternoon snow began to fall big, thick flakes that soon made fat, fluffy snowdrifts in the clearings between the trees and over and around all the dens in Brightwood. The snow, thankfully, did reflect what precious little light made it through the fog, but the blur of snow only made it harder for Jasper to navigate properly, and trudging through the growing drifts with his heavy sack of mail was becoming harder and harder." His bag didn't get any lighter, no matter how many parcels and letters he delivered. Every time he made a delivery, an eager fox pressed another parcel into his paws to take. There would be a sizable mountain to sort tonight, Jasper sighed. He had to finish soon. He had to get that tree. At last he delivered his last stack of letters for the day, and although his mail sack weighed heavily on his weary back, he turned toward the grove of black walnut trees. He knew that within that grove there was one lone balsam fir tree. It was just the right size for his den and his kits. "'You're not done with the mail yet, Jasper,' Beckett featherly called as he swooped overhead. He was out on his daily rounds through the wood to check for mountain lions and any new damage. They'd taken down a few other trees, destroying many homes of the brightwood animals in the process.' I'm done for today, but I'm getting a tree for my youngins. Jasper explained. He adjusted the mail sack on his shoulder. You gonna hit it with that sack to knock it down? Beckett grinned. Any chance you can track down one of the beavers? Jasper asked, hopefully. Just spotted one about ten minutes ago. Where is this tree? We'll be there right quick. Jasper told Beckett he was headed to the Black Walnut Grove, and Beckett took off at top speed. Jasper smiled to himself. It was good to have friends, especially now when the world seemed so dark and everything was different. The black walnut grove was just a few yards away now. Jasper remembered how he'd brought the kids to gather the black walnuts that autumn. They each had filled two baskets apiece to bring home to Rosie for her cooking and baking. His nose quivered at the thoughts of her walnut apple cake, the one with the bit of frosting on the top. Just as he licked his lips, as if he could taste it, there was a thunderous growl in his ear. Jasper Lightfoot, the nicest fox in Brightwood, Flint Padfoot sneered. All the blood drained from Jasper's face as he realized he was caught between the coyote, Flint, and a mountain lion. Flint, I... I... I'm not here for any trouble. Of course not. Not the wonderful Jasper Lightfoot, Flint snorted. He looked at the mountain lion. Have you ever met Postmaster Lightfoot? It's a pleasure, the mountain lion said with an evil grin. He licked his lips. Allow me to introduce you, Flint said with over-exaggerated politeness. Jasper, this is Nightstalker. Stalker. Night Stalker. The name screamed in Jasper's brain like a voice from a nightmare. Nightstalker was in all the legends, all the folklore, all the stories from the days before Light won in Brightwood. If the Nightstalker clan of mountain lions had returned, then the darkness was no coincidence. Evil had made its way back into Brightwood. And Jasper would not survive to warn the others. <laughs>